now. Oh, hear me now, boy. <laughs> We're recording. Oh, I already know. I know what I'm going to do. Well, I know then, what then I'm going to do. Then do it. We're going. Okay. Like, no, we're going. Oh, shit. Irmanau! <laughs> Irmanau, it's your boy, the best, reporting live from the upside down. <laughs> what, AKA what? Portland, Oregon. <laughs> uh, that was, and seen, that was uh, Church and Other Drugs, as as read by Ollie G. It, it is me, Ali. It, it is me, Ali. Booyah, <laughs> <laughs> For real, it is we, for really me. Uh, uh, welcome to Church and Other Drugs. My name is Jed. My name is Uh I remember we watched, um, I'd never seen the Ollie G show until one night we were tripping on mushrooms and we watched just uh, the movie where like, have you seen the movie? That's great, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and we just got stuck on Booyakasha <laughs> and like that was all we did for months and months and months that was the, yeah that dude was the like so so when the move uh, when borat came out we were so into it and i had a buddy that worked at a movie theater um in like uptown new orleans he was a manager and so uh we all like there was like five of us we got like like really messed up and we broke in well we just kind of walked into the movie theater and stole like the life-size borat cut out <laughs> oh nice like, I just like had it at the crib for like nice. months, and he's like, "Man, my owners are getting really mad. Y'all need to bring it back." And uh, we actually ended up bringing nope. it back after a while. <laughs> yeah, yes, you may. It's mine. <laughs> I watched that last night. That's funny that you synchronicity. Oh, that's man. hilarious. Yeah, yeah because that's crazy. I because I was I was scrolling the interwebs and I found out that uh, Kazakhstan is arresting yeah. uh, tourists that come to their beaches wearing the Borat mankini. Wait, what? Wait, apparently, wait, that, wait. so you know that wait. bathing suit he wore in the movie. Yeah, that's apparently, like a thing. Apparently, that's such a problem of tourists coming to Kazakhstan and wearing that damn bathing suit that they, they started the arresting show? them. Yeah, because of the movie. <laughs> that's so funny when a country like suffers because of like just. I mean, One that's person. hilarious, dude. That's so funny. That's hilarious. Oh my um, god. <laughs> <laughs> dude the uh, yeah anyway i can yeah that's good stuff also did you know that the fbi uh tailed him during the filming of that because they were getting reports of a middle eastern man driving around in an ice cream truck so they yeah a task a task force was set out for him <laughs> yeah that's i think i think funny. i want to say he got arrested a few times oh i'm sure in that process i'm sure apparently he he almost well that was in um uh, Bruno, which I Bruno, that's my other favorite. Kaylee <laughs> yeah. hates that movie. I think it's just dude. You know so what's funny. so weird? I've actually I don't think I've I haven't seen Bruno no. yet. Bruno is great. Dude. I need to watch Bruno. But there's a part where he goes to Israel, uh, like dressed in like a gay Hasidic Jew uniform, and like he real apparently like I read uh, listening to interviews. Apparently, real deal. That was like one of the times when like he almost got killed by like a mob. Like he got chased out of town by a mob of uh, Hasidic <sighs> Jewish men. Like with, dude, he's with the rocks on that and guy, shit. I yeah, mean... dude, you can't. He interviews a terrorist and stuff too. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he he's like, like as like the, as like a gay person like yeah he 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 sits down i mean this is i guess this is boring to people that have seen it but he sits down with a pakistani and um an israeli and mm. I, I might be getting it wrong who are the ones that hate each other like on the um, gaza Strip? yeah uh, that's, that's well, right 
who the Palestine, Palestinians. Palestinians. Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that what I said? Yeah, I said Pakistani. You said Pal- Palestinian. Palestinian and in Israel, mm-hmm. they're on either sides of them. And he he sings yeah. this ridiculous like "Give Peace a Chance" song, and he grabs their hands <laughs> and like makes them intertwine. Like it's unbelievable. Like, but what's funny is I feel like sometimes like those are legit solutions people like right like, lovey dovey exactly. people have in their mind. Like this is what I would do. Right. You it's, know, and it's like, oh, you're so special and, dude, and thoughtful. The, <laughs> the cojones on that dude. Like, I can't yeah. believe it. Uh, before I get too far, I want to. So, congregation, I'm going to I'm going to read you a instruction manual on uh, what a good review is. OK, I was just perusing the reviews. Got a good one. Uh, I would say his name. It's uh, capital J dash queso dash grow g r a a u w how would you pronounce that grow 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 j queso grow uh this is what he said five stars first of all that's very important five stars there's only one rating to give and it's five stars uh this is the kind of podcast that doesn't assert christians into a strife uh, strive for perfection. These dudes are normal dudes who are serving an irregularly amazing God. I like that description That's in their cool. own sort of humanly imperfect way, especially I Jay. I enjoy listening to the jokes as well as some of the deep discussions. I only discovered it because of the silent planet episode, but now I'm hooked. Glad to be part of the congregation. My man, Queso. Nice. Thanks dog. Nice. Thank Queso. you. Yeah. Everyone else. Shame on you. For shame. For shame. Y'all could y'all could borrow some queso <laughs> from but um bum. Uh I'm so I finally uh I don't remember what what was the straw that broke the camel's back this time, but I deleted Facebook off my phone again. Like I, oh, I, saw, I rage I saw quit Kaylee's Facebook. Message, yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, well, okay, this uh, that's what I want to talk about. That's how this is how this is the grip this thing has on me dude that i deleted facebook and then immediately i was like was the browser well no 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 i didn't i but i texted my wife and i said you need to post that i'm leaving facebook like people need to know like that's fucking bad dude and i realized (laughs) that like facebook is the perfect um uh incubator for my people pleasing like it's a giant people pleasing network and I have to make sure like ah oh, dude it's Yeah, hard, don't worry man. y'all. I'm still yeah, yeah. Right, like nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I know I know that like there's some science behind like I think we get like a hit of dopamine every time we oh. get like a text message or like a or like a like or stuff like that. I think there is some stuff out there. No, there yeah. is. That you should yeah. read the uh, interview with um, Sean Parker, the Napster guy who mm-hmm. uh, owns a stake in Facebook. He's kind of like mm-hmm. campaigning against it now, and he oh, he breaks down. It's with Wired, I think, and he breaks down exactly how they uh, manipulated like evolutionary traits in humans, like to to, wow. to get you. Yeah, they're like we straight up are doing like very unethical like social psychology stuff to get you the exact amount of dopamine yeah yeah dude wow to where you won't really need other things right right i mean it used to be i could go on facebook and you know yada yada you know five minutes ten you know 
But now it's like, man, I'll go on that. I'll start and then check Instagram, this and that, Snapchat. And I'm like, like an hour's gone by. I'm like, yeah, and I've done nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing. And I've done nothing. I, I still, you know, I'd like to say now that Facebook's off my phone, I'm uh, looking at my phone less. That's not true. I just like supplement other things. Other things. Right. But right. Facebook especially, it, well, A, it just makes me so angry. I really wish I could remember what, I think it was something well, about a pat. It was something, some kind of, some Christian doing something stupid that just really made me mad or something. <laughs> Uh, or something, tr- it's just, it, it's so full of vitriol, and just, it's, it yeah, really I've, I've taken it off, off my man. phone before, and I, and I totally forget what the reason was, too. There's a um, new reason every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I th- so, <clears throat> well, I guess we, this is probably be a whole episode, but, uh, I was thinking, I've always had this thought that, like, what, what is the most dangerous this is my opinion what do you think is the most dangerous job for a 24 year old male like period 24 year old male yeah yeah this is my opinion and i'm not talking necessarily physical danger i don't know man i think i need to know more fucking high school teacher that yeah. is a trap, son. Like, no way. Like, it seems like, like, dude. Yeah. This yeah. day and age, like, dude, there's yeah. just, you're either going to, like, fight a kid. You're going to, like, there's just, mm-hmm. you know, and then the way, dude, no way. Like, yeah. that is a jail sentence waiting to happen, dude. <laughs> like, I mean, like. Yeah, it's probably best not to put yourself in that, but I, I don't know. I mean, everyone has their own kind of Of course, stuff I'm, I'm and... sure I'll get flack for that, but it just it's just like, dude, like... Yeah, no, yeah. I'll, I'll... I mean, it's, it's a crazy world, man. All the stuff it that's is, happening man. right now, I mean, good God. Like... Oh, that well, that is kind of... I got into... I didn't get into an argument, but mm. all the sexual... Uh, allegation stuff and mm-hmm. i'm trying to argue the the bigger point of there's a really i wonder what your point is because i've had a thought okay well the, the i am there's a very disturbing trend that accusation equals guilt oh okay what okay. was your yeah. thought well it seems like most of the people with these accusations are largely like super atheists <laughs> Oh, ooh, in, in enhance. I mean, I I don't know this for a fact. I mean, like, I and it's a lot of it's a lot of just assumptions made, and then like things that people have said. Like, I mean, Louis C.K. You know, I mean, he's obviously and right an atheist, right? I mean, yeah, it seems sure. like that. You know, it seems like, like it at least. You know, like well, it's a lot of these people. You know, just like well, well, and then you get well that except for. There's so much sexual stuff going on, like the Catholic Church and the exactly, and that's so that's the other side of it. You know what I mean? So So I don't think that's a. Where would we like to be? Maybe somewhere in the middle. You know, like yeah, you know, like uh, you know, a a, a personal relationship with God. You know, that's meaningful to me, whether you call it that or not. You know, just like it seems like those are the people that aren't getting into 
all well, this controversy. Well, okay. Well, let let me mm. let me put this in your pipe to smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, baby. Are you recording? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So in the we'll just use the recovery world, dude. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. probably one of the most predator-filled. True. Uh, sections of society (laughs) like the so people that aren't aware there's uh, a phenomenon known as the 13th step wherein uh people that are supposed to be so so you get you get these people that come in off the street and they're like really insecure Uh, a lot of women come from like really bad situations and they Mm -hmm. have really you know everybody's got father issues guys and girls and then you Mm -hmm. get these uh men in place men or women in places of respect and power and they're like oh yeah i'll help you out and then on the side like yeah i'm just gonna try to bang you and then leave you and you will most likely go relapse because of it right 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 right. and that and that's the thing too you know i mean that's you know and that's probably you know not as risque behavior as what we've been seeing in the media but still i mean just very like uh it's shitty i guess it's shitty it's it's it's, it's taking advantage you know it's being advantageous it's um you know it's just shitty it's it's shitty stuff you know it's really and it makes it really hard for for females to recover um, in twelve-step programs, and it's pretty Very ubiquitous, hard. like across the board, you know, yeah. all parts of the country. You know? That was in uh, the treatment center where the um, the the Jay suggested I go to, where the um, man, I cannot think of words today. The head of it, the guy that's in charge of the rehabs, what is the <laughs> word for that shit? Uh, the director brain. thank you kaylee god dude <laughs> joe rogan where's my nootropics at um let me pour myself some water with ice yeah what <laughs> <sighs> um he would get newcomer girls and he would take them on solo outings and he would be yeah. like hey i'll get you some drugs like if you like you know oh are you talking about from well i guess i want no no that. one you know Oh, okay, okay, okay. Do you know something that I don't? Yeah, well, the guy that was a counselor at one of the places you oh, went to. I, I've heard about him. I've heard yeah. about him. Yeah, that happens a lot, too. That That's what's funny in my in the in the ethics with the counseling. That's like the first thing my teacher said was, don't no. sleep with the clients. Do yeah, not yeah. sleep and with the, and the clients. And that doesn't change no, how, how far down the scale you go. Like the first lesson, you know, in our in our like pre-practicum was like, don't sleep with your clients. So like if you don't sleep with your clients and if you don't like, you know, accept like, you know, a, a, a car for free, you know, like yeah. as payment, like you will get through this. <laughs> like, as long as you don't do those two things, like you will be good. Like don't freak out. You know, just don't do that shit. And yet <laughs> apparently it's just massively common. Um, People transgress all the time, man. All the time. Well, let, let's uh, let's take a breather and get to this interview. All right. Back to the street where we began, feeling as good as others can, you know. Yeah, we're feeling so good, picking up things we shouldn't read. It looks like the end of history, as we know. It's just the end of the world. Back to the street where we Thoughts can bloom. 
Really? More than uh, Dirty Mike? That's high praise. Yeah. Oh, that's that's tough because I'm sure Dirty Mike's gonna be listening to this. Huh? <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I started recording to try to trap you too. <laughs> Dirty, Mike, Dirty Mike had a had, had just a, a a wisdom about him that I appreciated, you know. But Jed was always up for a good time, you know. Yeah, that's, that's true. Ain't that the truth? That's what I'll say. We were we were nuts. I remember when I first saw you. We you were in so. To everybody just listening, this is my buddy John from Las Vegas. Uh, I knew him from St. Christopher's, where me and Dirty Mike are alumnus of. So this is 12 years ago now, and I remember we were all uh, at St. Chris. You were still at uh, Next Step. What is it called? Not Next The Right Step? step? The Right Step. I've been to the the rehab start blurring, my friend. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Jesus, I know. I hear you. And you you would like they were separated by a fence, and you would walk over and be like, "Hey, I'm coming over, guys!" And everyone was like, "Dude, that dude like Star Trek. Like, he's a big Trekkie, dude." That was all. That was like the only thing we knew about you is that like you like Star Trek. Really? That's, yeah. Why? Like, how did you know that? I don't know. I, that was just the word on the street was that you were a Trekkie. I, that's so weird, and I wouldn't even ever consider myself a Trekkie. I like Star Trek, but you I know. know. That's yeah, an odd rumor, too. You guys got, like, too. wrong information. Fake news, man. Like, fake, fake news. news <laughs> fake news before it was fake news. <laughs> so what, uh... So let's start from the beginning. Uh, where were you conceived? What was the embryo... I'm just kidding. But, uh... Who's your father? Who is your what father? Does what does he do? Um, so, like, my story with, with sobriety? Or, like... Yeah, sure. What, 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 uh... What brought you into St. Chris? Well, um... Roxy's, yeah, bruh. Was... That's what I... <laughs> What's that? Yeah, Oxy? 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 Oh, yeah, 80s. sorry. This was pre-right. Oxy 80s, bruh. That was 80s, your thing. 80s, bro. 80s. Fucking... Yeah, those were the shit. Like, uh... No, I mean, I guess what, like, what started my rehab journey, like, pre-St. Chris, um... I, uh... I don't know, man. Like, I... I don't want to... I'm not sure how far back I should go. Nah, whatever you but, want. But, uh... You know, I was like a... I had like a pretty normal upbringing i would say and uh i was a curious little kid and i was curious about you know i mean things like dare and like you know like they have uh i I remember going to the library in middle school and like looking up like they had like books on crack like different drugs like little you know just weird propaganda like just say no books and stuff so you're like aware of it and i remember like being very interested in some of this stuff (laughs) you know i'm like wait a minute so if I'm tired, I can like, you know, do this drug and it'll make me like awake, you know, or yes. like smoking pot kind of sounds good. It like seems like you get like, you know, pretty chill and, and relaxed. And, and I like that. I like to be relaxed. And I could remember, uh, you know, I remember having a lot of anxiety as a kid, you know, me and, too. Uh, so um, I would say that the first the first thing that I that I tried even before alcohol, before getting drunk was was smoking weed and mm-hmm. uh I remember, uh, I remember smoking weed and I felt like, I guess like just that, like, this was like what I should be doing. This makes me feel good. You know, this makes me feel like, um, a normal person or like it takes away my anxiety or, you know, whatever it is. Um, how old were you? 14. I was 14. Okay. Now, and And you uh, have a, you, so you're Jewish, but like, what did you grow up practicing? Is that in your family? No, y'all didn't grow up religious. So, so we're you know, I don't know if you if you guys know anything about Judaism at all, but I do. We're Reformed Jews, yeah. which is like Jewish light. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's like go to yeah. go to Temple on the high holidays and and uh, celebrate Hanukkah. But like, you know, who gives a shit about the rest? Uh, it's pronounced and... Chanukah. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, now, it's like like more like more moral code. Like I don't know. I mean, it, like I wasn't. Oh, I wasn't I guess... really like uh, religion wasn't wasn't a basis for a moral code for okay, me growing gotcha. up. Gotcha. Okay. Know? Like not did, at all. Did um, you like believe was... in God at all? I, I mean, not really. I believed in being right. I, I okay. you know, what's funny. Uh-huh. One of one of my memories was that because uh, Jew, Judaism, Jewish people are very like tight knit, you know. Yes. And uh, I remember like feeling bad for Christians because like they were wrong, you oh. know. Like I. Oh. <laughs> I oh. like, Excuse me. I don't. Th- uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I've been over 12 years old, like thinking, like, God, I'm so happy I'm Jewish. It's like this pride, which is hey, good. Hey, but it's we, like... we feel the same way for what it's worth. You know, we feel yeah. the same way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I got, I got nothing but love for for Jesus, bro. Nothing, nothing but love for him. Oh, that's fine. Um, but uh, okay. So you smoked weed and everything was great. Everything was great. Love smoking weed. I, I'll, I'm gonna try to, you know, I'll try to like give the Cliff Notes version. Oh, I mean, you don't have to. We stuff. we got time. Okay. Um. So yeah, so I was very bad at like hiding shit. I was a very bad like I was I sucked at like that kind of stuff as a kid. You know, I just was like, this is cool. I like this. I'm not gonna worry about like you know keeping it too secret from my parents because I'm sure that they're gonna be fine with it. You know, <laughs> like uh-huh. um, were they drinkers? And they caught me pretty quick, and it was like straight to NA. You know, I, I smoked weed really? like three times, and I like Whoa. yeah, I went to this like the one of the worst areas in town to this meeting that was just like. Nobody was sober. I mean, it was, just... was, this, was this in where was this What's at? That? In Baton Rouge? This is in Las, Las, this Vegas. Is Las Vegas. Okay, no, this okay. Is Las Vegas. Yeah, um, this is like after I moved to Las Vegas from Florida. This is when I got in all so, the trouble and stuff. So but, you uh, you went to AA at like or NA at fourteen? Yeah, dude. So did I. Right, I didn't, right I didn't realize that. What's that? I said I so did I. That's that's funny, dude. Yeah, that's NA at fifteen is uh is uh it's it's something it's intense well here's the thing i'll say about it man like as kids you know and this is this is my story you know but as a child you know we're still kids at 14 15 years old Mm -hmm. 16 all the way up through 1920 we're kids yeah you know and so here i am 14 years old around a bunch of junkies because i smoked pot a couple of times so i got a bunch of stuff in my head number one is that i'm not good enough to hang out with these guys because they're junkies and i just smoke weed so i gotta pretend to you know, be like more badass than I am. But on the other side of it, like I'm hearing from like because of my my actions, but but the actions by my parents in like responding to what happened, you know, now I'm I'm being told I'm an addict, you know, yep. whether they directly wanted to tell me that or not. That's the message I got, yep. you know, and uh, so I had so that was like kind of the basis of what of where my substance journey started. You know, I wanted to be cool. And, and fit in and be in, if I'm an addict, I want to be an addict, you yep, know? Right. And also like this, this kind of like learned thing that may, may have not been true, you know? I mean, the yes. time will tell, you know? Um, so anyway, so that happened and my dad's a doctor and this was before this all happened before you could just buy a drug test kit at Walgreens, you know, for 20 mm-hmm. bucks. Like, so he came home with a, a piss cup like every week, dude, and weed stays in your system for 30 days. Or at least 30 days, you yep. know, and so I couldn't like I couldn't just smoke and, and be fine, you know. So that's when I like started dabbling into the things that don't stay into your system that long. Yeah, you know? that's isn't that funny. We... Like, isn't that fucked up? Like, I was it's so, so happy fucked weed. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but like it just wasn't uh, it wasn't feasible for me to like medicate, you that... know, which I really 
you know, I'll get more into this later, but I really do believe I was, I was medicating. Like, I, For sure. I had maybe some kind of anxiety disorder or some kind of something. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's why I switched uh, to cough medicine and like Benadryl and shit. Cause it didn't show up. Yeah. Nutmeg. Uh, right. <laughs> what else? And, and this was right when earwid.com was out. You ever go to that site? I don't remember that. Oh, remember that. Or like bluelight.org. It was just all like the, the OG drug uh, message, like straight dope, the old drug message boards. Uh, oh. And it was it was all like, that was when I found out you can just walk down to the grocery store and just get fucked up. See, I didn't know any of that, dude. Ooh. See, you're smarter than me, you know? You, you're uh, like, I guess. You're, That's one you're way to look at it. You know? <laughs> uh, so what did you get anyway. into then that didn't show up? What's up? What did you get into that didn't show up on tests? So the first thing I got into uh, after weed, I, I guess, was uh, meth. That's weed. so like, not funny. <laughs> and again, yeah. pre, this is pre-Adderall, too. Yeah. Like, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm right. sure it would have been Adderall. I'm sure they would have put me on Adderall. Like, <laughs> right. But... um. Yeah, we. So I was, I was, I loved. I mean, you know, and I it, loved of course. <laughs> and it sounds like, if timeline wise, I was like crank. It wasn't even yeah. like meth. Yeah, right? it, it wasn't fucking. It wasn't Breaking Bad fucking blue shit. Oh you know? we, and no, like, no. And you're in the desert. Yeah, that's that that's biker that crank. biker crank, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dude. It, it was it was the the shit that like made you want to throw up because it tasted terrible. And, you know, I actually I actually I snorted it. I didn't know you could smoke it at the time, but it was so nasty, and I would I would like gag, that I just ended up like taking pieces of toilet paper and putting like a line of crank in it and rolling yep. it up and swallowing it like a pill because it's so gross. Yeah, is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, it's called a parachute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I got into that, and you know, and it's funny because like I was like sober or whatever for a while. Like I I went to NA meetings and I like was doing good and. Um, and, 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 and meth or, or crank or whatever the fuck it is, like, is mm-hmm. what like took me out or whatever. But I like did great in school. You know? Oh, I'm sure. And, like nobody really knew. It was like perfect. It was like the perfect drug. Yeah. Cause... My room was really clean. Yes. Yeah. All the clean, time. My homework done, passing those piss tests, you know, it's just, life was good, you know, um, uh, the... some, somewhere along the line. Oh, this is what happened. This was in ninth grade, mind you. Like I've skipped ahead a couple, like a couple oh, of years fine. and, uh, so, I, uh, you know, I was in this experimental state. I'm like, cool, meth is awesome. This is great, you know. And a buddy of mine's like, hey, man, I got some some acid. You want to take some? And, like, it was like a uh, – it was, I think it was blotter acid. It was on a piece of paper. And it was mm-hmm. a big, giant fuck. it was probably like an inch and a half by an inch and a half piece of paper, which Good was, Lord. I don't know, maybe, maybe like ten hits, I'm guessing. Yeah, Good Lord. But geez. I had no idea. And this motherfucker didn't know have have any idea either, apparently, because he like sold it to me for like five bucks, oh. and uh, <laughs> I took the whole thing, dude. And he uh, stole it from his older brother, Jesus. Yeah, dude, I I, uh, I started tripping balls. I was in algebra <laughs> class, oh, and man. Uh, taking a test. Oh and the man, <laughs> and shit, we're like dancing around, and I was like, I try to get my bearings, you know, and I like rub my eyes, and I like on the I like looked up, and on the ceiling was like. Uh, you know, those little worm dot things that are on, like, the ceiling of schools. They just were, like, moving around and fucking... Anyway, like, I like I was tripping, dude. And I ended up calling my dad and, oh. um, you know, admit like, admitting everything. Like, I call him, Dad, I'm on LSD. And, of, of course, his voice is all, like, dude. <laughs> so, like, it was, like, <laughs> you know, he's, like, 
And, you know, he told me to go to the nurse and tell him my stomach hurts and my head hurts. And I probably called him like five more times after that. Like, are you on your way? And uh, eventually, my uh, eventually I'm like I'm like on my sixth time trying to call him, and I look like, and these women at the at the nurses station are probably like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? You know, but yeah, they're like, it's none of sure. my business, whatever. Um, eventually, I, I look over to at the door, and there's like an amorphous blob that's like coming towards me, and it like turns into my aunt. Who's like, like an angel sent from above? She's like got like bright like halos behind her, and she takes me home. And, and I'm I'm having a hard time up until now. And then I, I finally get home. I admit to my mom. This is like like a, a like a fifth step. Like, to yeah. my mom. You know, I admit to my mom everything about like 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 snorting meth and all this stuff. And uh, you know, and so they like eventually like just so the reaction to that and. Mind you, by the time I got home, like, I was having a great time, like, tripping nut balls. This is fun. This is the best. This is awesome. And it was a really great experience, and I'm glad, I, I'm glad it happened. Um, <laughs> but, you know, of course, again, like, overreaction. You know, here was another 15-year-old kid. You know, just he's just experimenting. You know, I was very creative. Mm-hmm. I was artistic as a kid, and I like to just kind of expand my mind. I like to do that, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and from what I know now, to me, that doesn't mean that I'm an, I was an addict. I just was right. I had access to things that I probably shouldn't have had access to at that age, and uh, it happened. But um, yep. And our so poor anyway, our poor parents. Like the irony there is you know, palpable that like they don't know what to do. So drug testing. Surely that's thanks Nancy fucking Reagan. Like surely that's <laughs> surely Get that's the, the answer. Yeah, yeah, and all that enough. does. Yeah. Exactly. And now that I I have a kid too, and I'll just go off on a tangent. It's like I I'm like so aware of like the like how much my parents overcorrected, mm-hmm. and I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to do that, but I also you know, it's it's, it's hard. tough. It's, yeah, it's a tough we, deal because I yeah all I, she has to have her experience. All I have is my experience. Yeah, that's off exactly of right. And, yeah, we did you know? we do the same thing. I call my kids free range kids because we really just kind of like we're there. As like, a, oh my God, you can't do that because you'll kill yourself. But we let them right. have like their natural consequences for whatever it is that's going to happen, right? I like um, that. Free range. That's how we do with Maddie too. We just yeah, her... we try our best. Sometimes it's really hard not to, you know. Because how yeah, did we but... not die, dude? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> like, what Bro, the every fuck? fucking every chance she gets, she's she finds something that could potentially harm herself severely or kill herself you know it's oh, amazing man. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> anyway uh so you got in one little that? fight and mom got scared right and she sent yeah. you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know fast forward so that the reaction to that was uh outpatient treatment this time and then, again like i'm meeting people who have connections to other shit you know yep. like people were smoking rocks like <laughs> And I never smoked crack, and I had no interest in it. They were smoking rocks in the van that they would pick you up in, no. in the back. And the fucking driver didn't give a shit. So outpatient treatment back at another, like, shitty-ass Las Vegas hellhole. Um, and uh, anyway, so so fast, so that, whatever, I was sober again and, and, yep. and uh, doing okay. And I did. I, I stayed away from everything for a while, and I went to an NA meeting a week and, like, pretended to do the steps, and I was fine. I was doing... I had no issues, you know, but, uh, again, like the experimental 
person that I am, you know, once I come across something else, and this time it was coke and heroin, and, the, you know, those mm. two, like, just go together fucking, like, peas and carrots, as it's, you yeah. guys probably know. It's As true. I know Jed knows. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Um, you know, and that was uh, something that you could easily get, you know. I mean, the uh, the, the guys out here, they, they have a pretty solid business model, man, and they're still <laughs> going to this day. You know, I mean, you... You meet these guys at a random gas station, and, and you know you call them on the phone, and now it's probably you text them. I don't really know what what, what they're uh, what they're doing technology wise, but um, they use beepers now. Y- yeah, right. It's you know, and, uh, you used to, that's what you used to do. You used yep. to like give them a code of how many blue, how many uh, how many white, and how many black you wanted, and uh, they you know they'd meet you up within like a forty five minute time period, and you got your shit, and it was great, you know. And uh, <laughs> Uber stole their business model. <laughs> You know, <laughs> seriously, they should sue. Yeah. Um, so and again, dude, and I, I'm, I'm fucking, I was terrible at hiding shit, you know, and uh, it was only like maybe a month. And this was like my senior year of high school, like just the start of my senior year of high school. And I, you know, I was doing whatever, I was doing okay. I was happy to be a senior. I had a girlfriend, she was hot. I was having regular sex, and I was doing hey. coke and heroin like nightly. It was awesome. And, yeah, uh, living really the knew. dream. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, so anyway, so I made the mistake of uh, telling my brother, which you know, we uh, I still have a little bit of a resentment about it, you know. But he got scared, and I understand. I told, like, I I let him know that I was, I was like, yeah, I do heroin every now and then. I think I was trying to be cool or something. Is he you older know? or younger? He's older. Okay, he's two and a half years older than me. Um. And he told my parents, and that's when uh, going to inpatient treatment happened. And uh, oh. that's when I went to WTC in Montana and uh, or whatever. What is it called? Yeah, Wilderness Wilderness. Nice. Yeah. How did you like Wilderness? Uh, looking back on it, I, I wish I would have appreciated exactly. the scenery and the, the beauty of Montana a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it sucked, dude. Like, it fucking <laughs> Like, I was, like, a senior in high school, getting ready to graduate, had a girlfriend, and, you know, Mm. was, like, it was the first, like, I had been, I had had girlfriends before, but I had never been in love before. This was, Mm. like, my first love, you know? Listen, listen, uh, you ain't got to lie to kick it, first of all. Like, we know (laughs) that. (laughs) (laughs) No, what's Um, funny is I'm working at this adolescent place now, and and that's the main threat we use. It's, like, anytime they're acting up, we're, like, man, uh. It's getting cold out, bro, and like you know, wilderness is really gonna suck the next couple months. So you might want to shake <laughs> your ass in gear. Oh, really? Yeah, that's our that's our main threat. Is like we will send you to wilderness. No shit. So they're still going strong, huh? Yeah, of course, dude. But wilderness, I man, I, I tell them too. I'm like that shit is. I would love to go that to wilderness awesome. right now, dude. Like, bro, oh yeah, I would fucking I would pay another sixteen grand to go to wilderness right yeah. now. And have two <laughs> for sure. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful. It was really nice. Um, so, so Did wilderness you, led to led to P House after that. Powerhouse, powerhouse. which uh, um, which back then Powerhouse was this. Well, why don't you why don't you break down what Powerhouse was? Um, it it basically was, and I don't, I don't know I don't know how St. Chris is now. I know it's changed or Way whatever, but it was different. it was like a halfway house, I guess. Um, and it was like it was just a. An, like it was basically the same thing as St. Chris, but it was just like a little less strict um, where you had like flats and stricts and things like that. But it was like you had more, 
you could you could go and like get a job like right away you know you could go you know anyway it was like a, it was a place where you could just chill and like get sober and go to AA meetings and um, learn how to like live sober and make connections and stuff while still, uh, you know, under the, the supervision of counselors and techs and all of that stuff, you know. I always thought it was and more. I didn't know it was less strict than St. Chris. I guess St. Well, Chris really was strict as hell back then. St. Chris was, I won't say strict. I'll say structured because Powerhouse okay. in a lot of ways was more strict. St. Chris was more structured. Okay. St. Chris took took the things like what was the thing where you had to like ask a brother if you didn't get the answer at like what was that you, uh, you have split a, tea? a small what is it split or uh, splitting staff no 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 oh like, oh oh, like, oh um house process house process yeah. like that we had that kind of but it was like kind of bullshit you know um, so this to they, the people uh to the listeners this is like a a model of treatment called a therapeutic community where. It's usually uh, divided up into three or four phases. Phase one is the strictest. Phase two is less strict. Phase three, you usually get a job. So, like, the first 30 days, you're uh, confined to the facility. Um, lots of – it's basically you're they're teaching you to police yourselves. You're supposed to tell on your brother uh, – trying to erase street mentality you know there's severe there's like blanket punishment where like the whole will get punished for the sins of the few which leads to fierce resentments and uh <laughs> it's you know it's a it's rough but it you know i guess it works in some ways but uh and, and they're very long usually they're they're long-term treatments well i gotta say man like i it, you know it it was it's one of those things where, like, looking back on it, I think I learned a lot. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like, I learned. I, I uh, but there, there definitely are like, there's a lot of shame that I got. I think from like being in places like this and like, Ooh. uh, which for uh, for someone who like still, in, yeah. Well, so when I and this this is this is gonna go like into the present, like right now. Like yeah. when I every now and then when I, when I get too high, you know, or whatever, after a night, long night of work, you know, I definitely mm-hmm. like, you know, and it, some of, a lot of that stuff will come up, you know, yeah. like AA, AA and powerhouse. It's definitely fucked with, you know, my, it's ingrained. my eyes, you know what I mean? But, yeah. uh, right. You know, anyway, um, well, cause that is a thing that's kind of roundabout what this conversation kind of can, can is about, but it, it's, <clears throat> I've quit as like working in the field. I've you, you they teach you to assume everybody that walks through those doors is a true blue alcoholic addict, and that's just not the case. A, a lot of it is. It, go ahead. It can't be. It can't, it can't be. It can't be. Not everybody that comes into AA is a is a real alcoholic. No, some of them there. You know, there's different levels. Some of them, mm. uh, like what we're getting at is you're the the a uh, certain heavy drinker that with sufficient uh, consequences, like sees the air of their ways. You know, a lot of it is growing up, especially in these youth places. Mm-hmm. Now, what's funny, what I'm finding is like our, our st- I didn't realize how much our stories really paralleled the prime difference being like, I am a motherfucking junkie. Like, like I just didn't, <laughs> like, I, I tried, I, I, I tried to, to, uh, I thought for a while, and and maybe rightly so at first, that like the only reason there was a problem is because you people are making it a problem, and you're telling my parents all this shit, and you're filling their heads, 
you know, why can't I just be a normal person and drink? Like, if I could just drink and smoke weed, then none of this shit would be an issue. But I have to hide it and all this crap. But so I think there's yeah, something and, to that. Well, and and this is you know this is going off on like a little bit of a tangent, and uh, you know we'll get, you know maybe we'll get into some of the my opinions about AA and stuff, and some of the flaws and some of the flaws with some of these treatment like options that we have is that what what happened what happened for me is it what i saw what i can observe is that oh 14 year old doing drugs you know drug addict boom blanket blanket treatment naaa 12 step you know what i mean like yep. there's there's not an individualized like sort of uh case by case yeah yeah jay's um, son just wandered into the into the frame no, no, it's, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> my daughter will that's probably be coming up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, uh, and, and which is not like the fault of the, the, the treatment industry or AA no, or anything. It's, it's just, it's, it's what we have right now. And that's, that's fine. And it works for, for who it works for. But the people that do come in and sort of get indoctrinated at an early age, you know, it, it can be difficult. It can be almost traumatizing it can do the wrong it can that yeah it it, it can have the it can have the opposite effect and especially like you said you can go in if you go in too young and too ill-experienced you'll go in with a bachelor's in weed and come out with a master's in fucking shooting dope just just by like virtue of meeting connections you're just Mm -hmm. you're meeting the wrong people um right on the same hand there are people and i would say you are a case of this you and people like kelly uh a handful of others that we went went through like i think they're probably you know if you are doing heroin at 17 18 years old like you need to not do that i, I think right. we can all agree oh, to that so it's like that for sure. these, as, as an as a life intervention i think they work well if not if nothing else but yeah and, and i you know i am absolutely 100 percent like an advocate of of Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12 steps treatment, all that stuff, you know, um, it's just, and all I, all I have is just my, only my experience to go Mm -hmm. off of, you know, and, uh, anyway, I, you know, um, so I I was going to make, but you're in, uh, so we're in St. Chris. Yeah. So we're in, or your powerhouse, powerhouse. powerhouse. I I get sober there. I, you know, become the chief, you know, I'm like (laughs) the, the, the top big brother, like the guy that everyone knows is going to stay sober. It does the steps. And really, I just was like, so bummed out that like my life just like completely got like fucked over that I was so scared of what my parents were going to do if I used again that like, I better Mm -hmm. do this shit because I don't want to, you know, deal with this again. And so I did. I stayed sober for uh, a couple of years. Actually, it was about four years, I think. Um, and and sponsored guys and did all the thing. I did all the stuff. And uh, I don't even know how I came to the conclusion, but I just was like, I think I was just like, I just wanted to have a, a normal college experience. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what mm. I. That's that's the feeling I could remember being like 21, 20. I, it was my twenty yeah. first birthday. I remember it was like such a bummer that i was sober i'm like this is bullshit you know (laughs) yeah and i'm an i'm an lsu i'm going to lsu with like all these hot girls i don't know how to talk to but maybe if i had a little alcohol you know like i would be able to talk to them and uh anyway so in the in the background was my was my relationship that was fucking up and i was staying i was i wasn't going to meetings 
classic story. I stopped going to meetings. I stopped praying. I stopped doing the, all the shit. And, uh, you know, I ended up, you know, drinking again. And, uh, and it was, it was fine. You know, alcohol was always fine, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, I had some nights where I've, you know, got too crazy and too fucked up and threw up or whatever. I drove drunk, which I shouldn't have done. But I mean, I was, for all intents and purposes, it was like I was a normal drinker. I I would say like someone in their early 20s drinking, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. uh, I remember, uh, and this is why pot, pot's like so, this is why pot like fucks with me sometimes. I, I don't know what it is, man. It just brings out like a, like a, a different perspective. Um, sometimes a negative perspective, but I, the, the first time I smoked weed, this was, I had been drinking for a while. I smoked weed and I got like really high and I like, was like all like weirded out and fucked up. And I remember going to the bathroom where I was at and looking at myself in the mirror and going, you're never going to stop till you get heroin again, are you? You know, oh, like this no. sort of separation, like, and, but I put that, but by doing that, I put that in my, I put that out there, you know? Yeah. And uh, that was really, I guess, my mission. I don't know, like underneath it all, but long story short about that, uh, you know, I ended up finding pills, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. finding a girl who had access to them and, and, uh, you know, and, and was just, just snorting up fucking oxy eighties, dude. Like, and it was like, I was addicted like that. Like as soon as I found yeah. opiates, it was like, I'm doing these until I die, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. there's just that something in me that's just that liked that numb sort of like, just don't have to deal with shit. Like I'm, I'm so stressed out all the time as a college student, having anxiety mm-hmm. with like ther- like issues I haven't dealt with from my past. That like oh it just quieted everything you know and and, and now uh, there is like newer evidence that there is like uh, an opiate addiction gene that's gonna give certain uh, percentages of the population like a because you know some people they're just like they're even when they get it for payment they can be addicts but they'll get opiates for pain medication they're just like I just didn't like it like there actually yeah. is like a like I mean there's a gene for everything of course but they have found one that gives people more of a uh, proclivity uh, for liking opiates yeah i wasn't really into opiates at all yeah actually. you never were that's true <clears throat> well and most of the shit we were getting made me all itchy and i did not i was not into that would you I like it but give me benzo but benzos was like a completely different story benzos was like good lord i would swim in a pool of xanax bars you know <laughs> you know i'll uh i'll bring some good dope when i come in january we'll, we'll see you know it's changed. all right it's changed okay that sounds great <laughs> yeah cool. if you could cool. like have them cut it with fentanyl for me that would, that would be the Perfect. jam yeah we'll see. <laughs> yeah um yeah Jeez. i just i you know and it's funny because you know and i'll just i'll just cut back to like sort of present times you know after i started drinking or whatever you know uh this this past time a few years back i you know i got a kidney stone and uh mm. i had to take you know opiates and i st- like i like, this was recently this is yeah uh, sorry i'm going off on a tangent no, no that's fine but I'm so like I'm incredibly grateful for the fact that now I seem to be one of those people like you who doesn't like it, you know. Like wow. I've gotten like my life has gotten good enough to where like I like my life and I like who I am. Yeah. You know? And I love my family and I love, you know. And I had to. I was really upset. Like I was really scared about it. And uh, you know, it was. I got nauseous. I threw up. Like I, and I mm. used to like the throw up feeling. Like I, all yeah, that me stuff. too. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I remember sitting there like holding my six month old daughter because like my wife had just had surgery, too. And I had a kidney stone and I was just 
you know, it was like a five milligram Percocet or something. It was like nothing. And yeah. I was fucked up and I was nodding out with my daughter, you know, mm. and oh. I was like, I don't want to do this shit. You know, this is fucking yeah. horrible. Yeah. Wow. Yep. 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 But, That's um, powerful. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was one of those things where it was upsetting at the time, but like, I'm really so grateful that that feeling mm-hmm. happened, you know, and all mm-hmm. that happened. So anyway, uh, so you're on, so, you're snort, snorting eighties, bruh. Snorting 80s, fucking this time and this time around, I actually had withdrawal symptoms when I was doing heroin before, you know, it didn't I had maybe a couple of nights where I didn't sleep that well. And that yeah. was the extent of my withdrawals. Mm. And uh, it's funny. It's like, uh, it, 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 sorry, I was talking to my friend uh, Brad about this. It's like until the first person, it's almost like an Adam and Eve story. It's like until the first person tell like when you're young, no one, you know, you don't know what withdrawals are. But when yeah. someone puts a name to it, then you're like, oh. That is this. I am in withdrawals. Like, damn right. you! Why did you even fucking tell me? Right. Yeah. No. And I didn't. I, and it's funny. I didn't know. Like, uh, you know that that when I was on heroin or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like back in the day, you know. And I was just like, man, I've been having trouble sleeping. You know, like right. I'm not feeling that great. Not very My hungry. My back hurts. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm coming sweaty. down with something. That's what yeah. It felt exactly. Like. exactly. So this time it was like imperative that I have a supply. You know, and it became mm-hmm. like. That's when the addict behavior started happening more, you know, and and I, again, like addict, I say addict behavior, but I'm like, like I didn't ever steal anything. I didn't ever like the la- the the worst thing I did was like lie to my girlfriend. I, I'm such a fucking square, you know. Like I didn't. I'm just like, oh, I was such a terrible person. I lied, you know. Like, uh. And um, you know, and and you know that relationship that that I was in ended, and and my supply ended, and I you know I got to a, a point where. I didn't know what to do. And I, I remember thinking to myself, I can't stop. And that was like my admission of powerlessness, you know, mm. like looking yeah. back, that was, that was the, that was, I can't stop this. And I had like, it was like an epiphany. Like, I don't know how to like not do drugs, you know? And I, and, I, I uh, think that's an important little message to some people too, because I, I, too often I'm, I'm, I'm of the, I was not a square and I did a lot of like act like real fucked up shit in my head but like everybody's but like to you breaking your moral code like was a seriously big deal obviously right so like i think that's important to like some people that may because i know it's easy for a lot of people to be like well i never stole a car i never did this i never did that but like it's 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 whatever your personal compromising of morals is Mm -hmm. is is like the age of of whether or not something's objectionable raise the bottom i guess you know if you will. Um, <clears throat> what's that? And then drop it to the floor and <laughs> the sweat drips down. My, I don't know. Is that a T-Pain song? <laughs> that was good. That's Lil, I guess Lil John. That's your boy. There you go. Yeah, that was Lil John. That was an awesome gaff, dude. Yes. <laughs> see, he's actually a philosopher. That's really what he's talking about. You see, it's, it's, dude, a, yeah. it's a proverbial I, raising right. and dropping of the bottom. He's, that's right. He's very wise. He, he's very, very wise. wise. His scripture is very short, though. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple of words. Yeah. It's a couple of words strung together. That's it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so yes, yeah, so, so 80s, went to St. Chris, uh, you know, really, really felt like that that like, okay, this is where I need to be, you know, like, I'm mm-hmm. like more than I had felt it before when I got sober, you know, like, it felt like this was imperative that I remain sober, because that was like some horrible shit to deal with. I didn't want to deal with it again. 
I, you know, ended up racking up a bunch of debt and stuff. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I mean, you know how the deal is. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that was like, that was kind of a cool thing too. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an egomaniac as we tend to be. And like, I liked being at St. Chris and like having been in AA before and like knowing people in AA yeah. and like kind of showing you guys the ropes, you know, oh, like, yeah, the, Hey yes. man, I know you've been in St. Chris longer than me, but I was four years sober, you know. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. But, <laughs> you know. I know we're both I, in rehab. I don't know if you remember but... either, but I like whizzed through. I got I got to like phase two or three. Yeah, I like, think you were one of the fastest. It was like two or three weeks. I was like phase two, and I was like driving my car pretty soon after that. But then I got then John Roberts' bitch ass fucking <laughs> dropped me. <laughs> Um, yeah oh man so yeah we we would have uh so everything was done by like council like we would vote like like a real survivor like scenario like we sent people to jail that's kind of shit. fucked up really. yeah. <laughs> like, well oh, the ca- the counselors had the final say but it was a tr- <clears throat> it was a true like if we didn't want someone there anymore like you're gone like we will vote you out it's only it was only overturned once yeah uh, but yeah yeah i remember john roberts like there's like an honesty group where everyone's like, and they'll call an honesty group if they if they found something and they just try to mm. bluff the entire group. They're not they they give you a chance to fess up before they tell you what you know and if you if you wise up the punishment's less. So I had CDs and John had CDs and like he, he so when you it couldn't got to John, have C, like music CDs you couldn't no, have CDs couldn't there? have CDs no that's um, fucking whack all right. Yeah, it dude, was we couldn't whack. have white flour or sugar or coffee. So, or coffee. Yeah, dude. So like, you know, uh, so John got he's like, I have CDs, and then it got to me, and John is just John knew that I had CDs, and he just looks at me, and I was just like, uh, I drank a soda with sugar in it because that was the easy one to do. <laughs> that was the one that everybody would do, and he was so mad that I, he expected me to. I was like, I'm not fucking, you're crazy, dude. Like, I'm trying to get out of here. You know. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm I fessed up to uh, seeing like my ex girlfriend or something who I used to use with, and that's when uh, oh, yeah, old, a, old Roberts, you know, was like I you know calling a vote for a phase drop, you know, or whatever, <sighs> and that was that was a devastating moment in treatment. But that oh, was yeah, a, you know it was humbling, you know, and I'm glad yeah. that it happened because I needed to you know slow down a bit, and 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 I was just in a hurry to get out of there to be honest, so I could get back with her, you know. <laughs> And, uh, oh, I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah it, so, what's funny is, it, it, if looking back, it was such a very like divinely appointed time in life because like I've never gone through something where like we still talk to each other and like there's, you know, I imagine I don't see a reason why we would ever stop talking to each other, and it's just very, very interesting. I can't think of many things besides, I guess, like the military or college that. Yeah. Well, I always tell people, you know, most people have like fond college memories, you know, but mine are like rehab memories, you know, yeah. and the people I met in rehab are the important <laughs> people in my life, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, With way, yeah, so way crazier stories. What's that? And and we have way crazier stories usually. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, so St. Chris was a, a great experience for me. I, I got uh, uh, I got a lot out of it. I... Uh, you know, that's where I met Joel Salvaggio, who became my sponsor, and, you know, he, uh, he was a very, he was someone in my, in my life that was, like, very, like, just, we were just in tune with each other, you know, it was a sponsor, like, I've never had before, Mm -hmm. uh, the way he did the steps was something I had never done before, um, 
he, uh, he, we basically did like steps like two through, through eight, like in one sitting, you know, and, uh, it was really, it was one of those things where like, since I had become so like addicted and knew that I was addicted to, to, to those pain pills, um, and knew that this was the solution for me that it became, I became a lot more honest, more honest than I thought that I could be. I didn't even, there was some mm. stuff that like, I didn't know it was there that I was talking mm. to Joel about, you know, and, uh, and actually my, uh, you know, my, my fourth step, my fourth and fifth step in St. Chris, like the one, the packets that they give you, you know, like yeah. questions or whatever, like that was a very like huge experience for me, you know, just that, that brutal honesty, which is like something or rigorous honesty, I guess they call it in the, in the rooms, uh, yeah. something and, that like, I, I value now as a virtue, as a human being, oh, you know, sure. because of my experience in AA, you know, yeah. that, right. and then that like, honesty, you know, just, just even though like I was, to be honest, I was terrified. Uh-huh. I'm still, I still am terrified to talk to you guys and tell my story. I feel like, cause I haven't been to AA in like three years, you know? And, well, uh, it, it feels like fun- I'm telling on myself. <laughs> well, what's funny, th- th- this is what bug. This, this is something that always bugged me. And I kind of got the, because I've kind of, it's happened so many times, I can kind of pick up on the hints where, like, I, I still feel like if, if my friends in this case aren't, they assume that if they're not, like, fully in, that, like, we can't even talk or something anymore. And, like, and yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it because there is. Well. But it's like, <clears throat> dude, it's me. It's your boy. Like, come no, on. No, it- it's different with you. And, and that's why I'm here's my thing is like, uh, don't ask, don't tell, you know, like not don't ask, don't tell, but like, like need to know basis, you know? Yes. And when you texted mm-hmm. me, For sure. I go, well, I guess I'm telling Jed, you know, cause yeah. my fucking parents <laughs> don't even know, bro. Like they don't even know. Um, yeah. but, uh, well, and here's the thing is that there, there are people in the rooms that will say, okay, well, they went out and they won't talk to people and they will like yes. shun people until they're ready to come back and drink the Kool-Aid again, which is like the culty side of AA, which exists. Sure. Like that's a thing, right? There's a lot of that. And, and I'll, and I'll get to this a little more later too. When I, when I moved to Las Vegas, there's a lot of that in Las Vegas AA. And mm-hmm. that when I first started, when I first started drinking again and, and, and just not being in AA again, um, there are some people that I stay in touch with still in AA, in AA in Las Vegas, but a lot of my good friends that I thought I had just kind of don't want to be my friend anymore, you know? Yeah. And, uh, which, yeah. Some yeah, of it is for sure. if they can't handle the jealousy part of it, because that it, they might not want to admit it, admit it, but that is fucking part of it. Like, some people don't like – either it's like a weakness where they, they – you make them want to try it themselves and they know they can't and therefore they're resentful at it. There's, there's a lot of layers to it. Yeah. Say that. Do, you, do you remember that time? Uh, it was one summer I was calling all my friends. I was like, I need to get sober again. And I was trying to get, I was like, should I come to Las Vegas? And you're going to set me up at a halfway <laughs> house. But you're, I was. you're selling point. One of your selling points. I was like, is it cool there? And you're like, well, I mean, panic at the discos from Vegas. And I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, Okay. All right. You know, sure. Sold. Sold. Next (laughs) flight booking. The next flight out. Yeah, like I I would just like I would just be hanging out with him. Like everyone who was in Vegas gets to hang out with Vegas. That was was funny. They just uh, hang out at the lobby of the airport, and you just get to like you know (laughs) wave at them as you walk by. Incidentally, uh, the the guy remember that Panic song on that first album that was really popular, where he's is it still me that that makes you sweat? I forget what it's called. The, Mm -hmm. The 
their fucking song names are like this long. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But um, the guy that that he's, the girl that he's talking about in that, I I know the guy that that like fucked her. Oh. <laughs> and the reason why he the reason why, the reason he, wrote why he wrote the song. song. Oh Interesting. wow. Hey. So he'll he'll remain anonymous. But, That's uh, hilarious. Shout out to that guy if you if you ever listen to this. <laughs> That's but, funny. Uh, anyway, uh. so so yes. Say we kept getting on tangents. Sorry about that. Well, let, well let's get no, to. No, uh, that's how we get, roll. Yeah. Well, let's get to Vegas. What? When did okay. you? I I can't recall. Oh, I'm trying to think of my last memories. Like you, you moved into Oxford, right? Yeah. And then you, then you Chris, moved out with Oxford. that girl. Yeah, I went out with that crazy ass girl who I. I remember that. Know, waited waited till I was in Vegas <laughs> to dump her because she ended up going to a fucking psych ward. Which, by the way, shout out to her. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because <laughs> she's back in the program, I think. But uh, anyway, so I went to Oxford. That was good. Um, my my brother and my sister-in-law were pregnant, and that's kind of what made me want to be around family more. And my mo- most of my family lives here in Vegas. And mm-hmm. um, I sort of just had this feeling that, like, my time in, in Louisiana was done. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I applied to culinary school out there. I graduated LSU with a degree, business degree. And... Uh, you know, was really feeling passionate about food and cooking. And lo- one of the things that I, I love about Louisiana is the food out there and the cooking. And so I decided to move to Vegas and be around family, go to culinary school and start a new career and start a new, new you know, new chapter in my life. And it was, uh, it was a really difficult uh, time those first few years, that, that first like year and a half or so. Um, I didn't really kind of know where I belonged. Um, it's, it's a different vibe in Las Vegas when it comes to AA. It's it's very very clicky. Or, you know, my experience in Baton Rouge, it, it was that it wasn't that clicky and everyone mm-hmm. was cool. It is I now. Mean, I don't know how it is now, but yeah, it's rough. That's why I moved. Yeah, part of the it, reason why I moved. I yeah. found so I went to I was in sobriety or in recovery in San Diego County too, and I think it's like a so for me at least from my perspective is Southern culture is so community based, just like in general, that kind of bleeds into AA more than in other areas. So like in Southern California, it was super clicky. Everybody was really all about themselves, just like the the rest of the culture there. So for whatever right. reason, yeah, it's it's uh in Las Vegas is uh. You know, I'm I'm very like big into like, you know, just just places like exuding certain energies. You know, like mm-hmm. Las Vegas is just a it's a it's a different climate. It's a different energy. It's very it's it's the desert, so it's very dry, and it's just like it's sort of a it's sort of an egoic culture, you know, mm-hmm. out here, and it's sort of a diaspora. There's a lot it's a lot of diversity, which is one of the cool things about Las Vegas. But that mm-hmm. diversity means that there's like these people that are here and these people that are here and we don't like commingle, you know, it's like, yeah. So right. there's a lot of like, you know, there's no like, like waving at somebody in your neighborhood, which is like something that in the South is like, well, duh, you, you see someone, you wave, yeah. you know, people just like want to do that, you know? And, yeah. uh, and so, and, 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 and it's pervasive and it pervaded AA too, you know? And so it was really difficult to be a 25, 26 year old, you know, man like trying to make friends you know like and and it's already everyone's already clicked up and so i you know what i do a lot is i just become a chameleon and be who i think people want me to be so i can fit in mm-hmm. you know and like whether it's mm-hmm. tell you know be funny and tell a joke or 
be like the the king AA guy. I was very into like like the literature of AA back then. I would bring my book to meetings and like just sit if I wasn't interested in what people were saying, I would just sit and read my book. You know, and like, <laughs> look, 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 what a great AA guy, you know. With my what and Ronnie, an Ronnie or Joel got me awesome. like a nice leather bound thing for a going away present. So it was like a badass, nice looking book. Oh you yeah. Know? Um you know, so I was my, of course, I was my own worst enemy and all of that, you know, I mean, I can blame it on the culture of AA and stuff, but I mean, I just wasn't being who I am, you know, or who I, who I was at the time. And, um, well, and, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jay's got to go kind of soon, but I, I wanted to, uh, get to, so the first time you smoked again or drank again and like, how okay. did that evolve? Yeah, no problems. Cool. So, yeah, so. It, it was a, it was kind of a weird thing that happened because I, I hadn't like stopped going to AA. Like the reason I told you in the text uh, that like AA worked too well, you know, I mean, I, I really feel like that's true because like I was honest, you know, I would go to meetings and be like, you know what? Like, I just kind of feel like I, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I kind of feel like I, mm. like I don't feel like I'm powerless over alcohol. <clears throat> like al- alcohol specifically was the thing, you know, like I mm-hmm. never, ever had a problem with alcohol. I could say I'm, I, I was addicted to, I was powerless over other things, but alcohol never really was an issue. And I would share about it in meetings and people like didn't really, because I had like a pretty decent amount of time. I had like seven years, I guess. Um, wow. Yeah, it was a, it was a decent, maybe even eight years. I don't know. People were like, sh- they didn't know what to say. You know, they figured like I'm the one that's supposed to have the answers. I don't know. Uh, right. but, uh, yeah. 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 You know, and uh, I, uh, I was working with a sponsee who I had to drive like fucking 45 minutes away to go see. And he's like lived in the ghetto. And I, I met with him every every week and went through the steps in his smoky ass like apartment. And it was nasty. And I was doing the work. I was doing the stuff. But it's just like there was something in me that was saying <clears throat> it's it's you're you know, this is it. This You're, you're done with this, you know. And uh, my wife and I like she you know, she was in the program. Uh, too and she had been she hadn't really she had just been sober but she wasn't like in the program Mm -hmm. and she like had started drinking uh and was like okay you know and i was Mm -hmm. like uh sort of beside myself about that like on the one hand wanting her to have her thing but on the other hand like i thought we were in this together and and uh yeah anyway we we uh decided i i decided one night just you know what like if i'm gonna do like i'm done i'm done talking about it i'm just gonna do it you know like fuck it and so i drank and I had like a glass of like champagne with her. Like we bought like some shitty ass champagne and I bought like this beer that I really wanted to try. And the beer was like, okay. And like the champagne was like weird and I got kind of buzzed and then like we fell asleep. Uh. <laughs> like, that's, you know, like, that's like what, you know, what happens when I, dr- you know, that's like, that's like yeah. how I drink, you know? And, um, and it was fine, you know? And, uh, I drank for a while and you know, we did, we, we did have a couple of nights where like we had one night actually that was like, we don't like, this isn't how we want to live anymore. Like we, we didn't mm. want, we had one night where we uh, did ecstasy and uh, mm. with, a, with a couple of friends and we like walked along the strip. We like walked, it was like really heavily coked out ecstasy. I think I don't even know. Yeah. If it was ecstasy. They told us it was, but we were just like, let's do things. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the punk down we were like, <laughs> from my car and we walked all this way and it was just like the worst nightmare you know like it yeah. was just horrible and we hadn't had maddie yet you know like we just were having we were having fun and 
And the next day, like we, it was, I had never felt like that before. Like I felt like death. I felt like the Dementors were there and like sucking my <laughs> happiness away. Like, yeah. and it was just, it was a, it was a form. It was like one of those moments where, again, like I was glad that it happened afterwards and I still am. You were like, but it was this. shitty. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live like this. I just like to come home after a long day, have a beer, you know, and go to bed. And, uh, you know, and so that's that that was sort of pivotal. And then, uh, you know, fast forward a little bit. Jen gets pregnant with Maddie and um, we have her. And that was like a very. Maddie was a uh, was a shock to the system for me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, she, she broke all the rules of what babies are supposed to do, you know, and she did not, she didn't sleep at all. Like, I mean, at all. I mean, like she like just would cry all the time. And, uh, it was, it was, uh, I didn't realize mm. what having a kid entailed. Oh, you're you scaring know? me so much. It's, How old are you? Me? Are 36. You? 36. Okay. I'm a much so better got, person now because of I her. got time. So, uh, yeah, when you did you, time. when did you have her? Uh, I guess I was 34. She's okay. two. So I got time. okay. Yeah, you, I got you're time. good. Okay. And they get bet, and they get better. Mine at yeah, least after yeah. like six months, they start sleeping, and like it gets better. That yeah, that, you would think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she uh, she just started sleeping through the night. I would say like two three months ago. Oh, you know what? I say that, but one of my two kids is up twice a week, probably in the middle of the night. Yeah, she uh. You know, this this was and this was not there was nothing wrong with her. You know, there was just me having a really hard time adjusting and not mm-hmm. sleeping and working and like sort yeah, of the dynamic change. The dynamic changes when you have a kid and now I'm working and I have to like like I have to stay at work. You know, I'm, I, I, I work as a waiter mm-hmm. and I make a, like a good amount of money, you know, and I, I don't. Did I say I you were a chef? Well, I'm a chef by trade, but okay. I, I thought, it doesn't okay. pay well, my friend. And so okay. yeah, <laughs> it's another dad thing, you know? Uh, yeah. So it's like, this is something, this is a job. So so what happened basically is this is a job that that I don't like to do. I, I have no passion. You know, mm-hmm. I, I cannot stand. And also being a waiter in Las Vegas is being different than being a waiter in Baton Rouge, you know, because you have, you're, you're serving all of these uh different in the international crowd you know like different yeah. people but they're all there for this these egoic reasons and like you know let's party what happens in vegas fuck it you know like whatever and it's hard to remain spiritual in that you know what i mean in that kind <laughs> yep, of environment. Sure. and yeah. uh so what i missed from aa and the combination of, of my hating my job and hating the people there and and having maddie and not knowing what the fuck to do about that and you know i i I don't like alcohol as an escape. Like I get mm-hmm. over, like I don't mm-hmm. like do well with like, fuck it. I'm going to have a beer and it'll be okay. Um, and I didn't have AA anymore, you know? And so I, I sort of felt like spiritually lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I found, and, and I sort of started having like a, a lot of depression and anxiety, you know, like, like see like path, pathological a little bit. I was having very little joy in my life, you know? Mm. And uh, medical marijuana has, had been something I had been uh, medical cannabis. Sorry, like the community doesn't like to call it marijuana yeah. anymore. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> that seems but, uh, silly. So it was something oh, yeah. that I had been thinking about. And, and like 
cannabis had just had always disagreed with me. Like I was telling you, I would smoke it and I get paranoid. Ah, too much, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I decided to go and try it out because I didn't want to, you know, I, I tried to do the Zoloft thing, Prozac. I, I don't like the way that stuff messes with my brain um, in like a permanent way. Uh, and I had, you know, I had done like some therapy or whatever. And, and it just, it just felt like, I don't know. I want to try this out, see what happens. And what, I found with the cannabis was uh that it was it was good for me to have those like I would smoke it get high and have these like just these these things from my past would come up and they would they would make me feel incredibly uncomfortable <clears throat> and between with the cannabis and then like talking about like these things that would come up with my wife, I found I was doing something like therapeutic for yeah. myself, you know? Mm, that's what it sounds um, like. <clears throat> and so it was, it became this like thing that I would just, I would smoke weed, freak the fuck out. And then like, be, like <laughs> enough to be able to talk about what I'm freaking out about. And it, it became this thing where it's like, huh. you know, I talked about honesty earlier where I was able to finally like be honest about some of these like things that were like locked up deep inside mm-hmm. of me from my childhood. Like, talk about, like, fourth, fifth step type shit. Like, this is, like, serious, like, deep stuff. Like, stuff about my parents' divorce, stuff about, you know, the the way that I was raised and being, you know, labeled as an addict and, you know, all these things. And uh, what I I came to the the conclusion of it all is that as a child, as a kid, I sort of never really – and this is not a judgment on my parents. This is just like – the reality observation. yeah yeah sure. an observation uh i was never really given the opportunity to be myself you know mm. i was i was told i was things my whole life mm. you know mm-hmm. uh from when i was a kid all the way up until now honestly you know um and uh i was different than my brothers and sisters you know i was i was like a different kid i was like into different shit and uh i was sort of told that i was that that was wrong you know the whole time and cannabis has provided me an opportunity to go into that and really figure out who it is that I am, you know, and uh, what I want to be and who, you know, who I want to be around and not worry about the, you know, the, who's going to like me and who's going to judge me and who's going to, you know, it's really provided me like, because I get into these places of, of so much fear and paranoia that it's almost like, it's like, a spiritual experience like the ego has to die a little bit you know mm. like for me to like get myself out of it that's and the, joe rogan says the same shit that's funny he, he always talks about how uh the weed paranoia is a good thing because it, it helps you like trim the fat and stuff yeah um, i'm convinced jay uh smoke <laughs> smoke weed every day let's do it sounds good absolutely no. i think dr dre said something about that and i'm with it i'm right? with it I'm you with know it. what i think my my life is a sham Actually, (laughs) you know what's so funny? It wasn't Nate Dog that said it for you. You know what's so funny? I was thinking about that as you were saying it, and I was like, because I I'm gonna pick up nine years in January, and I was like, well, shit, thank you very much. I was like, well, fuck, maybe I can just smoke weed, and I was and I was thinking it through, and I was like, man, if I could smoke weed, I would fucking smoke weed all the time. Right, I would be high every and. And my mind went there like that was a good thing for a second until I figured out like, wait, 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 wait hold up. <laughs> stop, well, it's, stop the presses. It's yeah. funny because I uh, like what, you know, and I don't want this to be like, you know, I hope that people who really are truly alcoholics and addicts. Aren't yeah, they get it. And, they get it. it I'm just know? breaking your balls. But, uh, you know, 
what what I what I get from it, and sometimes I do have days where I just fucking like yesterday I was in sweatpants and socks and smoking bowls all fucking day because it was my day off, you know. Yeah, sure. But uh, what I find, and I like to do that sometimes, you know. Right. But what I find with cannabis is that it helps me to balance because I'm doing all these, because it helps me to like get rid of all this crap that's in my head. Like uh-huh. I, I end up finding more balance in doing that, you know, in doing my daily activities, you know, yeah. like I ended up losing like 20 pounds. I ended up like, Oh, good for you, man. You know, like just, just, just a lot of like, like having an easier time at work, just a lot of like things that like, and I'm not high all the time, you know, yeah, that's, but, like, that, that's a lot of weed to lose, man. 20 pounds. What's that? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's anyway, a tell level weight, bro. I, yeah, uh, but let's, Bring, bringing it back around to AA though, it uh, I I I never like I never grew up with a moral code, you know what I mean? And AA mm-hmm. like like we were talking about like AA sort of provided that for me, and I still like live by those core core values of of honesty, open mindedness, and willingness. You know what I mean? And, and I was open minded enough to try medical medical cam- cannabis, and it worked out for me. And uh, I still, when I, when I can try to help others and I still pray every morning and every night, even though my, you know, beliefs about God have changed a lot, you know, and I still try, I do a lot of meditation, like a lot more than I ever have, you know, and all that stuff is like from AA and like, I don't think that I could have got ever, all all of this stuff combined has made me into like the person I am today. And I like that person. The end. (laughs) That's dope. But um, no. No. Oh, shit. I remember The Land Before Time, parts one through four. <laughs> Dude, I watched that with Kaylee uh, semi-recently, so and I cried like eight. Like, I haven't cried in a long time. The part Really? What, the first one? Get up. Oh, oh my yeah. God, dude. I cried as a kid. I probably would again. Probably, that dude, was like the most touching it. movie as a kid for me. Yeah, it's super. Um, Okay. We got to talk about this bullshit that I saw on the on the TV the other day. Break it down, Jed. Break it. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to play it. I don't think you're going to be able to hear it, but uh, okay. so just give me a second. Addiction is plaguing our great country. Every minute of every day, one of our citizens is rushed to the emergency room with a drug overdose. Many will never leave, never see the dawn of a new tomorrow in our great nation. Call Make America Sober Again now before this disease destroys your family, your friends, your country. If you or (laughs) someone you know is struggling with a drug or alcohol addiction, make the next minute in your life count. Call Make America Sober Again now and speak to someone that can help. Your time is running out. Call Make America Sober Again now. 
Operators are standing by. Call 806. So that is, if y'all haven't seen the Make America Sober Again campaign, um, which is trademarked, that slogan. Uh, <laughs> so There's so many people are going after it. Right. Yeah, I think I, I, I probably should should have fact checked fact checked it but I, I think it is from the trump campaign like because you know he how but um yeah let's call him let's i want to see what awesome. this is about yeah let's get sober man yeah dude we're struggling let's see if you can hear it can you hear that good Besh? Mm, i can hear it okay network to have a confidential conversation with a treatment center in our network please press five should we talk to someone yes what are we gonna say to confirm you are ready to speak with a treatment center in our network press one now what should we say (laughs) i'll say it thank you for calling lakeview health in jacksonville florida one of our treatment specialists will be with you shortly all calls are confidential and recorded for quality assurance. Can they hear me? I don't think so. I got I got this, I think. Tell me your name's Theotis Jones. Theotis? Your so, sobriety date's tomorrow. Lakeview <laughs> <laughs> like Health, this is Matt. How can I help you? Uh, hey Matt, this is Theotis. I'm sorry, say that again? Uh, my name is Theotis. Okay. Uh, How can I, I help you today? I saw your commercial. Um, does this have anything to do with Donald Trump? No, our facility, we're a drug and alcohol treatment center. Oh, okay, because I've seen that Make America Sober again, and I thought, this is political. No, no, that's actually just a commercial. I mean, it's a network of facilities, uh, but we're actually a specific drug and alcohol treatment center. Nothing to do with any political Trump or anything. Oh, okay. We, well, thank you, sir. You sound like a fine young man. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, you have a blessed evening. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed too nice. I couldn't like He seemed like a really, yeah. He I seemed know, like, like a good he, fucking he, dude. He, he did. He did. Oh. oh. I don't know why, but he, he did. I well, mean, that yeah. backfired. I was hoping. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. That, like, just... seriously backfired. That's actually a really helpful number. Like, fuck. I'm right. He's like, no, actually, we're, we're a drug and alcohol treatment facility. Uh, was, hmm. I wonder where they are. Or what the, yeah. Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, so he's, okay. So he's yeah. in Jacksonville, Florida. So, okay. okay well, congregation, I. I apologize. That's actually uh, legit. I, yeah. I I formally apologize. Uh, that, that's a good number to call. Apparently, you'll talk to that perhaps, dude. Perhaps, perhaps. I, mean, I guess lot, I didn't go farther. A lot of shady there. stuff going down in Florida. You know that's what I'm saying? True. So you know, you know, and so so he said the addiction network. I think that's the commercial that I also see with that guy. Like I am the addiction network. Yeah, this the, guy used to smoke crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. dude, the dude that like is. So obviously not a doctor, and he's wearing the doctor's right, outfit. Right, right. He like, like he looks like your boy from the league. Like yes, yeah. He looks like um, not Andre. The other one, not Rafi. Um, uh, Nick. Did the, the doc? Actually, the 
doctor. Yeah, what is Nick's name? Um, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, yeah, Kroll. Yeah, he yeah. looks like, he, looks like he does look exactly yeah. like Nick Kroll. Yeah. I really, okay. like, was hoping they were going to be mean, and I really feel like an asshole now. Luckily, <laughs> I, see, I think I covered it that I really sounded like uh, just some, like, racist, senile Trump supporter. <laughs> right? right? And whose name happens to be Theotis. Yeah, whose name happens to be Theotis. What is it? I, well, come on, Theotis. <laughs> I, I trusted you the best. Fuck. I was, well, I thought I was gonna go, and I'd be like, "My name's Theodis Jones. Oh. My sobriety days tomorrow." You, well, we'll get, we'll get you. We need, we need to. Oh, we need to call passages. Is who we need to call. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I have. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I have any moral qualm. Uh, well, yeah. Let's call passages. We'll, I'll, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, we we'll do, do that, that on a. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that as like a segment because I think that would be funny. Yeah, um, passages nowadays. <laughs> All right. So what were you saying that you? Oh, okay, okay. So, so I'm in, I'm taking Kramaga. I have a friend in Kramaga who's Serbian. He's hilarious, and he's like, you know, did you know that Jackie Chan made a porno? I'm like, oh. What? <laughs> I'm, like, I... I'm like, dude, you're full of shit, right? So like, I looked it up. Yeah. And I... apparently, before he was famous, like he totally he did made some porno. Him, and then I saw this list of people. Adam West? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah what? West. Yes. <laughs> Keep going. And uh, the other one that was there was a lot. I saw the, there was that one, and then Sylvester Stallone. Apparently. Oh, I did know that. That's okay, so okay. weird. Hey, I knew hey, none hey, of it. Adrian, yeah. uh, somebody <laughs> order a pizza. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if you, uh, I can. <laughs> I can see I can see Drogo being like, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh jeez, dude. Oh, that's the best. Well, then, uh, oh, just come whoa, here. I got a pizza uh, in the car. I mean, uh, I don't have no money. Uh, how am I gonna <laughs> pay for it? Hey, Adrian. <laughs> I might be able to return this favor some oh, other way. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. <laughs> and then Arnold comes out. What you doing? <laughs> That's not how you do it. Let me show you. <laughs> ah, I told you I'd be back. Zabs blabble. <laughs> Run, do it in the chapel. The chapel. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, my movie recommendation of the week is Killing Gunther. Have you heard of that? Is that was that on Netflix? No, you gotta. I'm a pirate dog. You gotta find that. Sh- I don't know what it's on. Yeah, it's on. Pirate. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's. It's on. I mean, it's on like digital video somewhere. But it's. Uh, it mean, what is it? Uh, so it's it's a mockumentary about um, uh, an assassin gets a bunch of assassins together to go kill the best assassin, who is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, and his name is Gunther. Uh, and it's just like a like a Spinal Tap about assassins oh, nice. trying to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's it is really really funny. Sweet. They have they like all of them are um these badass shooters and then they recruit this one asian and he's like i use poison and all he does is like he kills people via poison and so he's like everyone's shooting guns and he's throwing these little vials it's really it's really good it's good stuff poison uh well yeah we can we can wrap that one up i I, wrap up can we you heard the track uh you ever listen to mr carmack nope He's got a track called Money is for the Rent, and it's fire. And we should close with that. All right.
Cool. It better be. <laughs> what is it, Mister? Mister Carmack. How do I spell that? Oh, there it is. Uh, money. Uh, money is for the rent. Yeah. And it starts like, yeah. It's all uh, ethereal right now. Yeah, and then it starts kind of. Mr. Brown actually put me on him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He's like a big, big fan. Is it like, is there words? No, no. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll just leave. Yeah, I'll let it play out. Yeah, are we? 